Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm your host, Paul Roberts, editor at the Security Ledger. We've been writing a lot in recent months about sophisticated attacks against private and public sector organizations. One of the big problems that organizations have is distinguishing malicious or suspicious behavior and activity on their networks from legitimate activity. Our guest today, Jason Slaughterback, is an executive at RSA's Silvertail Security Unit. Silvertail is an expert in the analysis of network traffic and the discovery of suspicious activity. Jason says that one of the problems that companies make is focusing too much on discrete moments in a online transaction, for example, login. He says that to spot sophisticated contemporary attacks, organizations really need to look at the entire session and the behavior over a period of time during during that session. In our conversation, Jason talks about the challenges these days of finding malicious traffic on your network and how companies can do a better job of spotting advanced attacks. Hi, I'm Jason Slaughterback. I'm the Director of Product Management at RSA Fortale. Jason, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with us at the Security Ledger podcast. I really appreciate having you here. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Talk to us a little bit about uh, Silvertail and your technology, now part of the RSA family. Sure. So um, Silvertail technology was was founded on this idea that websites are getting more and more complicated. And and as websites have evolved from pretty simple uh, transactional interfaces to all this functionality with social networking, uh, reviews, app stores, uh, mobile applications, uh, shopping carts, all these third-party software applications and, and cloud-based applications coming together. Uh, it's great because we've got new ways to acquire, maintain, and monetize customers, but the service area has increased dramatically for the bad guys. And so we believe finding this bad activity on a site, one of the best ways is to look at the behavior. So finding a way to identify the criminals on your website versus the good guys on your website uh, by looking ultimately at behavior and, and bringing in streaming analytics to to big data. As people think about distinguishing a good actor online from a bad actor online at a high level, what types of things are we talking about? Yeah, so there's a a wide range of of bad activity uh, that could happen on a site. And in the financial services space, it's it's problems like password guessing, it's account takeover, fraudulent money movements, denial of service attacks, new account registration fraud, vulnerability probing. It's really anything that can happen uh, from the duration of a web session. So while there are a lot of technologies that are looking at points in time, like the moment of login or the moment of transaction, whether that's uh, a money movement on a, on a financial institution's website or a purchase or checkout on an e-commerce site, taking a step back and realizing the web session starts at the very first click on a site and goes all the way through. There's a whole lot of activity uh, before the login, that can be indicative of, of bad, um, of bad behavior, and and just not just detecting these attacks and, and preventing them, uh, but also understanding what's happening, getting visibility into the behavior of users on your site is something that we hear time and time again. Customers really can't tell if a particular web session is a customer or a criminal. They don't have clear visibility into that web session traffic. You know, there's a big gap between the teams that look at what I would call infosec-oriented attacks things like network-based denial of service or uh, someone hacking into a server. We talk about APTs a lot. So there's kind of a team that's focused on maybe malware and servers getting hacked and applications getting exploited. 
And on the other end of the spectrum is the fraud team that's working on, in the e-commerce world, looking at chargebacks, and in the financial institution world, looking at account takeover and money movement. And we can help with all those problems by looking at the behavior, how someone actually acts on the website. There's a whole host of problems in between. Uh, in the e-commerce world, it's things like scraping site inventory and pricing, uh, there's pay-per-click fraud, testing stolen credit cards, uh, e-wallet abuse, app store abuse, account registration abuse, guessing gift certificate codes, shopping cart logic abuse. And really, as, as co companies are becoming aware of this, they're understanding that cyber criminals are, are realizing this gap in the way that teams are organized, in, in the way that technology is targeted sort of at these extreme ends of the spectrum and not so much focused on the middle. And they're really taking sort of the, you know, the really hard problem, uh, you know, building APT and exploiting service, sort of the advanced computer science there. They're saying, hey, I can actually take some of the, the same intelligence and apply it to somebody's new marketing promotion where we give people a $15 gift card to Amazon when they apply for a mortgage refinance. And I can, in mass, I can exfiltrate half a million dollars in Amazon gift cards by using a botnet and some stolen personal identifiable information and, and taking advantage of a marketing promotion. And the way I'll find out about it is I'll be on the mailing list for the bank and I'll hear about you know, when, the, when they're going to launch a new promotion like this. And they're, you know, they understand how the sweepstakes tool works. It might be hosted at a third-party site. And so part of what we're doing is just raising awareness. Is that, you know, that There are lots of ways that the bad guys are coming at your, at your company, and it's not just in the traditional ends of you know, beefing up intrusion prevention and firewall or you know, um, making sure that the billing address and the shipping address you know, at the moment of transaction aren't, aren't 3,000 miles apart. It's interesting. I mean, anti-fraud has for years really been focused in primarily in the credit card industry and, and in the banking sector. But now it's technology that really pretty much anybody who's doing business online needs to have some access to, to you know, kind of protect, uh, you know, just as, as, as a part of risk management. Is, isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we draw parallels to the offline retail world, brick and mortar, where the state of the art for, for offline security really is, is security cameras. Um, you know, you've got a security guard standing at the front, you've got the cashier who's kind of protecting sales, but uh, at some point that shoplifter who's in the store behaviorally has to do something different. They might be walking through the aisles trying to act normal, you know, they're probably not comparing prices on their phone and looking things up. But at some point, they're going to take the item and put it inside the jacket, or they're going to have it in the shopping cart, and they're not going to pay for it when they walk out the door. And, of course, that's a lot of analog data, right, to, to take all the CCTV information and, and behaviorally analyze how people act in a store. You know, we're, we're not there yet. But online, you really can do that. Because it's all digital, um, what we've done is taken a, a very statistical view of population-based behavior on a site. And, and on any website, there is a, there's a lot of activity that's good. Uh, we, we would say over 98% of all the activity on any website is good behavior. And so by modeling good behavior, we can build up and, and of course, dynamically change since websites are constantly being changed and updated and fraud teams are never um, the first to know about all those changes, nor are they going to be aware of every single bit of web functionality that's on their site or on third-party sites. It's a very complicated problem, but by modeling that in real time and applying kind of some hard mathematics and statistics and things that, frankly, I think are lacking in a lot of uh, in a lot of security products in the industry today. We, we can understand what good behavior is based on that population modeling in real time with what we call streaming analytics. And then we can just look for what are the outliers there. So who are the people that are doing stuff on the site that doesn't fit into a normal behavioral profile? And, and in that way, we're not dependent on trying to find signatures or trying to understand, you know, for any new customer that, that uses a system like ours, what, what are the problems they're having on their website? You know, what are, what are the ways that they're being exploited? Um, and, and all of that sort of under this 
umbrella of business logic abuse. We're, we hear a lot uh, these days about both about business fraud and banking fraud, but also uh, increasingly, uh, you know, accounts, account takeovers at, you know, social networking sites like um, um, Twitter and, you know, Living Social and, and Facebook. Um, should consumers worry that there's, or businesses for that matter, worry that there's a link between the two, that the, the living social breach or the, the Twitter uh, account takeovers might be the first stage in an attempt to do account hijacking at their organization as well. Yeah, a- absolutely. And one of the ways those are a-, a big problem is because people tend to use common passwords or common password schemes across sites. And so there's this there's this new realm of password guessing called horizontal password guessing. And in some ways it's really simple, but um, even even at security conferences, you know, when you ask who's for horizontal password guessing, a lot of people haven't. And the idea is simply taking a password and testing it against lots and lots of different accounts. So usernames in general, especially for sites, you know, that are like the sites you mentioned where there are hundreds of millions of users, you know, getting a list of usernames is as simple as getting, you know, a list of email addresses from from any spam mailing list in the world, right? And, and so once you've got usernames, the idea is, all right, let me, let me guess uh, a password. So pick something like Facebook, right, where, um, you know, there's, there's the number of people that have a password that, you know, are, is, is technically secure, but it's actually very easy to guess. Like the word Facebook, capitalize the letter F, you change the O's in book to zeros, maybe you can add an exclamation point, bang to the end. Um, you know, guarantee you right now, take a botnet that guesses passwords at a rate that's not going to trigger intrusion prevention, it's not going to be a thousand hits per second. It's going to be easily detected by by the denial of service for intrusion pre- prevention systems. Take a password like that and just cycle through usernames again using a botnet so it's distributed um, against a site like that, and you know you will you will have a lot of accounts. And and so when you hack, it gets even worse um, when you when you've got credentials from a, from another website like a LinkedIn or something or Sony. And now you have some legitimate passwords, and you can test those against lots and lots of accounts. So, the way, the way, how do you combat that? You combat it by looking at the behavior of each of those users, and understanding how they're all moving in unison. They're guessing the same password over and over. Um, again, it's, it's using that functionality on your site the way that you know, in a way that you didn't intend it for it to be used, but not in a way that you know, there's no vulnerability. Nobody in the application security team that's scanning your code for your login page is going to say, oh, we've got a SQL injection opportunity in the login. It's not, it's not that. There's no malformed packets. There's nothing crafted specially. There's no, quote, tell in the user registering or something, right? This is, this is something that you can only look at by understanding the behavior of each of the um, IP addresses or users or sessions on the site. Say, hey, this just isn't normal that we've got a 1,000 people all acting in the same way. They're going to the homepage. They're going to log in and they're sending the same password hash over and over. Or they're, once they log in, they never actually do anything. They just stop at the login page and go back and, and retry to log in. Um, it sounds kind of simple, and if you were looking over the shoulder of one of these sessions and you could, if you, if you didn't have a million hits per second in your Apache logs, then it might be pretty simple to spot. But the idea is, how do you automate that detection and response? You've pointed out that the round of banking denial of service attacks that has been going on for months now, more than half a year, and hitting all pretty much all the major Western banks. Um, I know we've reported that Citibank feels pretty strongly that th- this may be a cover for fraudulent activity. Um, and you, you said that the, you you think that that's not unreasonable to assume. And in fact, there might be some truth to that. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, we, you know, we refer to it as kind of a smoke grenade, the denial of service attack, especially when it's distributed and 
not just network-based, but actually application resource exhaustion, is a great way to make, make it very difficult to understand what's happening with, with accounts behind the scenes. Um, you know, in a traditional network-based denial service attack, um, you know, the network is down, but internally, uh, companies can check databases and continue monitoring things. But if suddenly all the databases have ground to a halt, web application servers and the web servers themselves are, are grinding to a halt because it's, you know, they're, they're executing search queries or they're doing things like registering for a new online account, all of which are fairly resource intensive on, on the back end for the website, but are actually very simple web requests if you just look at what's actually being sent to the site. Um, that's where, A, detection of it very quickly and, and visibility as well is, is equally important. So for us, as these attacks have evolved, uh, our, our product, again, is behavioral analytics. It's how do people act on websites and looking at how they, how they click, how they move through the site, navigationally, the sequence of pages, timings, what's submitted to the pages, the get and the post parameters, and, and lots, of, lots and lots of other stuff. But those are sort of the simple starting points. Um, we, we were never, you know, we didn't intend to be a denial of service tool, right? It just happens that um, when, when we see, we had what we call behavior grouping or threat grouping. So when we see hundreds or thousands of people all doing exactly the same thing on the site. Uh, we use the example of the Beijing Olympics opening ceremonies where you've got thousands of people all moving in concert. What each one, each person is doing on the site individually is not abnormal. It's someone registering for, an, for a new account, applying for a new online banking account, for example, or, or trying to log into a site. But the fact that they're moving identically in concert, that's, a, that's the suspicious part. So doing that population-based clustering, A, allows you to detect it. I don't care what you're doing. There's going to be people like, you know, moving in lockstep I want to I want to block that, but I also want to kind of set that group aside and then get visibility into the click streams underneath that, uh, and then and then ultimately you know find out what's happening whether it's account takeover or, or something else. And so we've seen it move from kind of the online banking sector more recently to the brokerage sector, and and we're starting to um, get signals you know not necessarily published on on things hitting the e-commerce site, but if we look at how all these attacks have typically um, proceeded in the past, that was a denial of service or otherwise, a lot of times they do start at the top, high visibility, but you know, some of these groups are the most sophisticated IT departments in the world. They're going to put measures in place. And so it's that the tier two and tier three of financial, e-commerce, uh, medical uh, record sites that are, that are probably next in line, um, it, it's, it's fairly predictable. And so having tools that don't require that you have the most sophisticated IT departments in the world to deploy, to get visibility, and to quickly respond and investigate is crucial. Jason Slaughterbeck is the Director of Product Management at RSA Silvertail, and he was here today talking with the Security Ledger about fraud analytics. Jason, thanks. Thanks a lot.